Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Our number two of a radio program we like to call Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Trevor, George Kurtz with you, opening up the phone lines in the next segment. So take this number down. If you're driving, pull to the side of the road, take your phone out, save it. 844-843-6879. Remember, hands-free, Bluetooth. We don't want you talking on the phone and driving. George can't. George and I can't be responsible for any actions they're in. Uh, and Steve at Whole Foods, call us. It's fine. Uh, anyway, George, we move on to Buccaneers and Panthers. Uh, this, this kid uh, in the backfield there uh, for... Uh, Carolina. His name's Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Uh, he's kind of good at the football uh, and has uh, sort of uh, proved those naysayers over his first uh, couple of years in the league. How do you like this matchup? Is another boom week for McCaffrey uh, from a fantasy perspective? First game between these two was 42-28. Does it shock anybody if the tomorrow score is similar? This is another one of those games. You have a Panther, you have a Buckley on your roster, you're not starting him. Why? I mean, really, why? Cam Newton goes, CMC. Hey, another initialism for you. Uh, he's been great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. I had that one in the back pocket, by the way. Right? Exactly. So, uh, that was locked and loaded from the moment you looked yeah. it up. You're like, I'm on it. It was. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. I needed a, uh, another three, uh, a three-letter nickname. So, yes, I, I had it saved. Actually, I had it written down. Um, so, uh, Newton, Christian McCaffrey. I love, oh, I guess DJM. Can we go DJM there? DJ Moore? I'm okay with that. Uh, he's starting for me as well. Uh, I see. I like more better than Funches. A lot more than Funches. Uh, to me, Funches, you want to stun because of the matchup. You know, he's been banked up as well. You know, so I don't know how much that full strength is going to be. He's going to play here. I, I love the matchup. I think they're going to score some touchdowns here, but I think he'll need a touchdown to pay off. You know, and Olsen's the same way. You know, Olsen at this point in his career is old and slow plotting. And he needs a touchdown. He's been getting them, and he would have got one last week. He dropped a touchdown last week, a short one. Uh, it just went right through his hands. He should have caught. Uh, I understand he's have to start Olsen, so fine. But they all go, and they do. And the Buccaneers are the same thing. No Deshaun Jackson tomorrow, which I wasn't starting anyway with the thumb and the cast, and I didn't like that at all. But now Godwin goes. Humphreys goes. Uh, of course, Mike Evans goes. Peyton Barber probably goes, although I like him the least out of all these players I'm naming. Cameron Brait, it seems to be a touchdown a game at Winston. Winston likes to throw them in the red zone. The only problem is he probably is touchdown dependent because without those touchdowns, he doesn't get too many targets between his 20s. It's, he's a red zone target for Winston. That's who he likes to throw to there. But, but like I said, I'll say this again. They all go for me. Uh, Winston I was a top 10 quarterback. Cam is maybe number one uh, yep. as a quarterback this week. If, they, if I have them on my roster, they're starting for me tomorrow. Yeah, I think uh, we've, we've talked about this before, and I, I want to – 
say it's not lack of analysis here, but it's just simply you got to start pretty much all the pieces here if you have them on your roster. George uh, eloquently and succinctly has said many times, if if they're on your roster and not starting them this week, why are they on your roster? So Tampa Bay still 32nd against the pass, 27th against the run uh, in DVOA. We all know this script. We know how this movie goes, and uh, it'll be a, a big, big ownership week for Christian McCaffrey. Cash games, I don't mind it at all, obviously. Tournaments, you can make the argument that you still play him, that you still have such a gigantic upside from him here, even at 8,800, uh, that you you save with a blunt or you save with... Uh, that did not come out the way I intended to. You save with LeGarrette no, Blunt. Um, oh, boy. Sounded good, uh, though. I like the idea. That's a different show all entirely. Be a different kind of uh, show. We'd have Elon Musk on. Um, the big thing for me uh, here is I, McCaffrey's one of my key pieces. Uh, he's one of those guys that I'm going to try to figure out a way in. Running back does have some cheaper options, as in uh, LeGarrette Blunt, but uh, I think that you have such gigantic upside from him, even at 8,800. I get it. Efficiency and trying to get DFS points. You want to find the cheaper options that have gigantic upside. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't mind McCaffrey as a building block this week at all, uh, where not lock button. I'm not saying 100% of, of all the lineups you build. If you're, you're MMEing, you're going mass multi-entry, you're not doing 100%. But there is such a, a gigantic window for him here. Uh, but you know the ownership will be high. So if you're a game theory person uh, and you want to get away from ownership, I understand that completely. Let's... Uh, Continue on here. Don't want to belabor this game. I think there's tons of uh, goodness and will be a fun game to watch uh, from an offensive standpoint. If you like defense, look away. You know, look 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 away and hide the the women and children and and uh, don't uh, don't watch. But uh, 54 and a half over under uh, minus three and a half just to confirm those numbers. Um, be fun to bet the over here and and pray for some gigantic offense uh, just to see what happens. Let's uh, talk next about the Colts and Jaguars. Uh, I got into an argument with someone at my day job about defense in the NFL and how uh, the Ravens are the team to beat because they have the best defense and the offense is rounding into form. And I laughed because their offense is Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson. And uh, I know Flacco will be coming back, but he's still Joe Flacco. And they're barely making a run for the playoffs because this Indianapolis Colts team is playing like a playoff team right now. Every game is a playoff game, and they're winning. Uh, They're winning uh, with offense. They're winning, and you heard it at the top of the show, uh, something I said last week. This is a Colts defense to start the year that was much maligned, one that we went after hard uh, when it came to targeting against them because their secondary was basically XFL players or or US whatever secondary league you want to deem here, uh, practice squad players. But this is a, a prime spot for the Colts, only minus four. I feel like that's a small line when you have Cody Kessler, no Leonard Fournette for the Jaguars. From a betting perspective, I love the Colts to to win this outright uh, over the minus four. And I love a lot of the pieces. T.Y., um, I know Marlon Mack was practicing, had the concussion symptoms. Uh, Andrew Luck, I think, is very much in play. I, have you seen anything new on Jalen Ramsey, George? I know he was uh, dinged up during the week. Have they said if he's questionable, doubtful, or if he's out? He's questionable. He's got the knee injury. So I guess, once again, like all of us, he's day-to-day, and he'll be a game-time decision, which really doesn't help us any. We'll find out by 11.30 on uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, I mean, he didn't practice Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. Limited practice yesterday. My guess is he, pra- he plays. 
Uh, that that'd be if I if I had to guess, I'd say he's going to play, which hurts uh, T. Y. Hilton a little bit. As Ramsey generally has done a decent job on uh, Hilton. Uh, you, what you said about the Colts is absolutely correct. They look like a playoff team. They're playing well on all sides of the ball here. Uh, the Ravens have a team to beat. Wow, that that'd be a first. I haven't seen that from anybody. Even a true, uh, you know, go back to Phil Backer, our former producer. Uh, saying he's a big Ravens fan. I don't even think Phil would believe the Ravens have a team to beat. Uh, the Ravens would be lucky to get to the playoffs. They'd be thrilled yep. to get to the playoffs, but they're not the team to beat. Uh, not even close. Right now, they play the uh, they play the uh, Texans if they play in the first round. If the play if the season ended today, which would be really sad. Because I'd like to watch the next five weeks. Although as a Cowboy fan, hey, I don't think I might see another today. I'll, I'll take the playoffs. Uh, all right, Indianapolis. Listen, they they look great. Marlon Mack is more more likely going to play as well. He's a start for me here. I don't I don't love the matchup here. He's a low end RB two. Uh, Eric Ebron is a must. I mean, I, you shouldn't need me to tell you that he's tied for the league lead in touchdowns with Antonio Brown eleven. Just just sick. Uh, no Jack Doyle. Jacksonville does not. Repeat, does not cover tight ends really at all. So Ebron's a must-start here. He might be my favorite receiver, or even over T.Y., uh, whether or not Ramsey plays on Sunday. I think uh, Luck's going to find him early and often. And the great thing about Luck this year is that it hasn't mattered who's been healthy, who's not been healthy. He doesn't care. He'll find the open guy. Rodgers, Grant, you know, with Hilton. When, he was, when Hilton was banged up, he just found other guys. So good for him. I do think losing Doyle maybe uh, – Takes away a little bit of a security blanket for luck, but I think they'll be able to overcome this. And I'll say it again, every Detroit Lion is just throwing up about Ebron. I mean, really, just, just throwing up about how well <laughs> he's played this year. Where the hell has this been the past six years? So, uh, I said, I'm starting my Colts tomorrow. The Jaguars. Mm, Cody Kessler. Yay! Uh, not that they really they had to make the move. Bortles was a nightmare. Uh, this organization totally screwed up. I mean, really totally screwed up. You know, we, we knew it last year. When they took the ball out of Bortles' hands in the second half of the championship game against New England, that's why they lost the game. Cause they, they were saying they didn't yep. trust him. All right, then you didn't get a quarterback in the offseason. You gave him a contract extension. Granted, not a massive one, not one you can't get out of uh, you know, with limited harm. So they'll be okay there. But uh, you didn't want to pay Cousins a $90 million guaranteed, fine. But there were other quarterbacks out there. Teddy Bridgewater went for nothing. You know, Tar- Terod Taylor went for nothing. You could have had these guys. They they had to put you in better in a better spot here. And now this team this team is really team turmoil. They're they're a train wreck. Always yelling at each other. The other team, everybody. So they're a nightmare. Fantasy wise, uh, I'm starting Hyde over Yeldon, but I do think Yeldon uh, has. Fantasy value as well tomorrow. I think it might be close with like a 60-40 split somewhere around there with Fournette being suspended for the game. There's nobody I want to start in the receiving core. If you force me, it'd be D.D. Westbrook, but it could be Moncrief catching the touchdown. You know, maybe by some miracle it's Keelan Cole. We don't know who Cody Kessler's favorite target's going to be. That's one thing about the backup. You never know who he's worked with in practice of anybody. You just don't know here. So I'm not liking anybody on the Jacksonville tomorrow other than Carlos Hyde, who I have as a low-end RB2. I would love for, you know, when they make quarterback switches for them to have uh, a bio card about the quarterback. And you get that, you know, six foot four, 210, went to USC, enjoys throwing the ball to D.D. Westbrook and handing the ball off to Carlos Hyde. <laughs> It'd be great. Like if you got all of those details from the quarterback, they had to sit down in the room and do that pregame interview. Yeah. You know, me and D.D., we have a lot of chemistry. I'll be targeting him uh, 12 to 15 times today. Um, that, would, that would be good. That would help us out a lot. Make life too easy. Yeah, that's fair. Who wants an easy life? Come on. Let's harden these kids up. Too easy these days with fantasy football. Uh, Let's uh, 
I'm going to be all over the, the Colts here. Uh, the This Jaguar secondary, even with Ramsey in, a uh, hobbled Ramsey yeah. hasn't done much the past few weeks. They've been giving up QB1 stats pretty regularly. I think six out of seven in the last games or something along there. Uh, top 12 quarterbacks against them. It's it's just a, a spot I'm I'm going to I'm going to probably end up playing Andrew Luck the rest of the season, which didn't would not have been something I thought I'd say at the start of this year. Uh, with the way the summer went and how uh, training camp was going and how this team was looking, I did not expect this bounce back from Andrew Luck, and it's been insane to watch and uh, pretty pretty cool. Frank Reich's done a great job there, so uh, I will uh, continue to roll out Andrew Luck as this season rolls on. Uh, we go next to Browns and Texans. Uh, this is a uh, matchup uh, a team four and six Browns. It seemed as though four six and one uh, to to be quite accurate uh, with the eight and three Texans. Uh, this is a team that you and I even said it seemed as though their season was going to slip away from them. That slowly but surely, this is all going to spiral out of control and uh, you'd have a, a, a terrible end to the season similar to the past. Hugh Jackson gone, Todd Haley gone, Baker Mayfield giving out handshakes instead of hugs um, and we got uh, them minus five and a half. Uh, the Texans minus five and a half here plus five and a half for uh, the Cleveland Browns, 47 and a half over under. Texans have been a very solid team this year. Um, I think that Demarius Thomas could have a gigantic breakout this week. I know he had a very solid uh, touchdown catch last week, uh, but think that Thomas could be one of your your best options DFS. What do you make of this game, George? I feel like this is going to be one of the better ones on Sunday. It looks like a fun game. You know, it looks like one of those fun games. Points can be scored up on uh, put up on the board here. Uh, obviously, it's a more important game for Houston than Cleveland. Cleveland's not a bad team anymore. You know, they're still not a good team, but they're an NFL team. You know, something we can't make a joke about. I, I, it didn't bother me, Baker Mayfield being cold to Hugh Jackson last week. I know it bothered some. Didn't oh, bother no. Me. Oh, come on. That like that was such a media contrived, I need to have a hot take, and Baker Mayfield needs to respect the game. Respect the game, son. No, get, stop, stop, stop. Like, get over yourselves. And there are plenty of the talking heads who, I'm all done with that. I'm all done with the, the need to tell football players how to act and how to how to feel he he did what he thought he has the team behind him the team loves him uh that's all i need to know good for you baker mayfield you spoke your mind you didn't hug the guy who you thought wasn't with your team during the season good for you sorry rant over go on no, I, I like that he was pissed i like it i like that he uh you know pretty much said i don't know i think he's a jerk for going to call through our arch rivals we gotta play him twice a year because i kind of agree with that you know you hear people say well hugh's got to worry about himself he was getting paid either way, boys and girls. All right, he did this. You know, I, 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 hey, bottom line is, I had no problem with what Mayfield did. I probably had more problem in the interview after the show, after the show, after the uh, the game. Yeah, I think as a quarterback, maybe you want to not say those things. But I had no problem with what he did on the uh, acting a little cold to Hugh in the handshake. No problem at all. Didn't give him a hug. All right, didn't bother me in the least. Uh, I think Mayfield is going to be a player in this league. I don't know about a superstar, but a player. Uh, yep. So when fantasy wise, we're going to. We're going to be uh, paying more and more attention to. I think with Cleveland, it comes down to this. All right, you're starting Nick Chubb. Right? You shouldn't need me to tell you that. You're starting Nick Chubb. More like you're starting Njoku. Once again, tight end, desolate. No choices there. Passing game. Jarvis Landry has been awfully quiet of late. He's not mm-hmm. MIA like MVS. <laughs> uh, not quite that, but he's the next level up. You know, he's, he's catching three balls for 30 yards. 
Yay. Not what we signed up for here. So I'm concerned about Landry. I'm likely still starting him. I don't know how deep you are where you can sit him, but he's certainly on my worry list of not an automatic start anymore if I if I was very deep. You know, I read you one of the questions earlier in Slack. Where if Landry would have been those guys with Diggs, with Green, and the other guys that person named, yeah, I would sit Landry because he's been quiet. It's a good match tomorrow, but he's just been quiet. Mayfield doesn't look for him like Tannehill did in Miami. Not every play. Callaway... He's more of a DFS play for me. Hope to hit the hit at large, which I think he might do. Houston secondary is not the best here. Uh, as for Houston, uh, Watson's got to learn to slide. You know, we saw early in the year in that Dallas game, we took those hits from Jalen Smith. And listen, Jalen Smith, when when Jalen Smith comes to hit you, he's bringing bad intentions with him. He's looking to put you out. Uh, <laughs> yep. He is. I mean, listen, that's the way football should be played. He plays all-time linebacker football. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, slide. Please slide, sir. All right, you're going to get hurt. He was taking hits last week, too. You can't do that. You just can't do that. But still, you're starting to show him Watson. Lamar Miller, I don't know how he ran for 97-yard touchdown. I, I didn't think he could run for 97 yards, period. But you're starting him as well here. Uh, I agree with you about Demarius Thomas. I think, well, once again, he's getting acclimated to the offense. Two touchdowns last week. Uh, he, he'd be in my lineup here. Kiki Cutie is not in my lineup, banged up. I just, I'm not taking a chance on the consistency. And once again, you don't need me to tell you about DeAndre Hopkins. Right there with you. Uh, I think uh, DFS-wise, Chubb may go under the radar a bit. Not a perfect matchup, but at 7K from running back spot along with Aaron Jones, an interesting mid-tier pairing uh, with some definite upside as they're getting tons of volume. Uh, Next segment, we are going to take your phone calls. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz, right here on Fantasy Sports Today, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's FNTSY. We'll be back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Good old Shenandoah River. Mighty Mama, take me home. Country Roads. Uh, I visited Morgantown, West Virginia more than a few times, more than I'd like to admit, uh, doing college radio. George, if you've never been, and and uh, I don't know that you have, it's one of the craziest towns you can ever visit. Um, I, uh, I was never there for a couch burning or anything like that, but uh, I did walk multiple times into a bar underage, show my actual ID, and have the bouncer say, okay, have fun. Like, that's not how this works. That's not how this this is supposed to work, my friend. You're supposed to say, no, you're underage, leave. I just, well, hey, here's my ID. Okay, great. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, dude. I'll, I'll see you later when I'm walking out the door after drinking when I shouldn't be. Anyway. So let's discuss this for a second. Yeah, sure. Why uh, would you show him your actual ID? Were you, were you that was the, that was the practice. No, that was the, like, they, the, the known secret. Or, or the, the uh, I guess not a known secret, that's an oxymoron, but uh, the, the idea was as long as you showed something walking in, the bouncer had plausible deniability that he checked everyone's ID, that he, he did look at every single person who walked in. <laughs> and then the bartender didn't check anything, so then it was just, go ahead, have fun. 
So you know, it reminds that's me. how I rolled. It, it reminds me back uh, back when I was younger. A friend of mine used to live at Hofstra, Hofstra mm-hmm. University on, on Long Island, and we'd. Uh, you know, there'd be nights where I would drop him off at, uh, he didn't have a car, so I would drop him off at the uh, the university. And, uh, you know, they have security checkpoints uh, guard there. And my friend would go, watch this. And it was just an older guy, probably uh, older than me now, so I don't know, 60s or so. And he goes, he, he would show a pack of cigarettes. And the guy waved, he waved you right in, like, oh, this is great security. And literally, we show a pack of cigarettes. Uh, he didn't, I don't even know why he had a pack of cigarettes. He didn't smoke. But uh, and the guy would wave and I'm like, oh, that's great security. Great. I feel so much calm, so much more confident that nothing's going to happen at Hofstra because you got in with a pack of freaking cigarettes. That's impressive. That is impressive. We do have uh, some callers on the line. And look at this. I, I say, say so. And he's on. Steve from Long Island. Uh, did you go with um, the the organic produce? Is there a face wash at Whole Foods that you prefer? What 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 brings you to? No, nah, I kid. Steve, how you doing this morning? Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Day. Yeah, I thought it's hey, right. Good morning, it guys. It, it's it's all organic. It was three hundred dollars today. But that, oh, bless your soul. Story. Bless hey, your soul. Yeah, well, well, that's what the wife wants. That's why I can sleep at my parents' house for a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life. That's it. But real quick, uh, George mentioned something before about Diggs and Reynolds, and I was basically thinking the same thing, but another website was talking about how Diggs basically didn't practice at all. Friday he had a helmet, but he wasn't really moving around. And we all know Diggs is either big or he's just not going to put up any points. So I was just wondering what else I have to really think about before putting Reynolds in over Diggs. I said I, I probably can't do it. Not right now. This is uh, if I hear bad things about Diggs tomorrow, uh, I will readjust this. But uh, I can't put Reynolds in over Diggs. Diggs is just too good a player. But that being said, and I say this all the time to people: if your gut is telling you that you, you shouldn't start this player, follow it. You know, there's no way. I mean, the best fantasy analysts, we're considered a god in this industry if we're right 70% of the time. Think about that. You're a god yep. at 70%. So, obviously, we're going to make mistakes here. Uh, I'm more of a conservative owner, uh, and that's generally how I approach my games. Uh, with how I draft, with how I start my teams, I don't take too many chances unless I feel chances need to be taken. Uh, that's just how I go. If I started Michael Thomas on Thursday night, Mark Ingram, so there are plenty of lineups out there where Thomas and Ingram were started. You're behind the eight ball already. Drew Brees had no points. So therefore, maybe I do need to take some chances here. And I'll go for somebody with the upside of Reynolds here. I'm not all that worried about Diggs yet. He had a limited par practice participation yet. Uh, yesterday, he was running. It's a good matchup versus New, Orleans, uh, New England tomorrow. With that being said, maybe we hear in pregame tomorrow that he is iffy, that things aren't going well here, that they, he may not play a full complement of snaps. Well, then we adjust these things. The problem with Reynolds is this. I like Reynolds, and I do. I said it earlier in the show. I like him. I think Detroit's going to score 40 tomorrow, but he's still not a major part of that game plan. It's still Gurley. It's still Woods. It's still Cooks. He's fourth on that list. Yeah, so that that's the issue there. I like Reynolds, but not enough overdigs. All right. All right. Thanks very much, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Steve. As always, appreciate you listening, and uh, stay stay tuned. Uh, as always, Kenny, you follow up today. You're, you're second in line. Kenny from Philadelphia, you're on. Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Day. How you doing this week, bud? Dan, Georgie, good morning. Morning. 
Now this is gonna be. How about them Cowboys, Ken? This is this, yeah, I know, I know. This is gonna be rough. I tried to call you because I heard you on with Dane earlier this week. Uh, this is gonna be rough. Congratulations, George. Well, fourth game, y'all completely annihilated us. Uh, I still gotta, I still gotta call Corey. I'll probably, probably call, probably get him uh, probably this week. But uh, congratulations. Rough game. I, I, I knew we would do for a loss. I thought it would have been last week versus the Falcons, but loss is a loss, and we're humbled. And the Tampa Bay is in trouble next week. Put, put you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, oh, I feel the same way. I don't want to be the Buccaneers next week. <laughs> uh, question. I know that uh, when Gordon went down, everyone was talking about Eckert and the guy, uh, uh, Jamal Jackson. Now, now with this Kareem Hunt situation here, everyone's talking about, uh, of course, uh, uh, Spencer Ware. But you know what a backup with Spencer Ware is now? Good old Miami Dolphins running. Damian Williams, yeah. Anybody talking about pick, picking him up anything? Well, he's now the handcuff. Actually, I think he's more than a handcuff because it's, it's good. I mean, Spencer Ware is a solid back, and he did have to start right. a job before Hunt came along here. But I think Williams is going to play more than, let's say, a Malcolm Brown. You know? Right, So I right. think there is right. some. Uh, I think there is some value there. I do. Right. All right. Um, on the DFS. Um, to pivot off of the Spencer Ware chalk, what do you guys? Do you guys think that uh, Naeem Hines might be a play here? I mean. I mean, before the Spencer Ware talk, I'm pretty sure he was the talk of the town most of the week here. Uh, Naeem Hines. But you guys think that Andrew Luck pretty much going to air it out versus Jackson? What do you guys think about that? I, I mean, I haven't uh, seen... Does Ramsey play? Yep. Yep, I think that's part of it. I, I also haven't seen Max in, so are you expecting Hines is, to just is he, get... is he in? Is he in? I, I, he's supposed to be... He's questionable. He was practicing at the end of the week. Um, he okay. still has to be final, final clearance, but I don't see anything indicating that he won't get it. Now, things have happened, and today when he goes through that final clearance check, he could uh, have still have concussion symptoms. But I'd expect Mac to be in there. Obviously something to track, though, and I do. If Mac is out, then yeah, I think that's a pivot, but you'll probably be as high-owned as you'd expect there. I don't think okay. you're going to see an extreme an extreme change in ownership with Hines out. I think you'll get single-digit, but higher single-digit ownership there. Uh, Spencer Ware is going to be chalk like you you're right there that you're gonna see where owned in cash games probably 50 60 maybe even 70 percent in some spots simply because right. of that offense and, and the upside that uh he has uh but Hines you know probably cash games 20 30 percent would be my guess I'm not great in ownership projections but uh, I do think that's there so yeah if, if Mac is out I think that's worth uh keeping in your back pocket for sure also, man, this is gonna hurt me too. As a Saints fan, I'm 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 all over Matt Ryan, Julio, Ridley. I'm all I'm all over these guys this week. And then uh, if you want to stack the other, come back on the other side, you got to. They're pretty much. Uh, well, Snead is Snead is uh, pretty much volume based, but uh, Brown is going to be touchdown dependent. If he can get one, get one deep, you can you can run that. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. I saw that line. I don't think I don't think I played that line, of course, but uh, I think that they might win by win by about ten. And you know, no one's going to see you on SPS this week after the stinker last week. I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm thinking about pressing the button with getting that uh, Rodgers Adams stack or and uh, Adams MVS. Then you got Daryl. Uh, I mean, I said Daryl uh, Johnson on the other end, or or like you guys said, uh, Kurt in the uh, larger tournament. Um, Lindsey's going to be chalked this week. I'm all for the Edwards. He might get he might get uh, uh, game scripted. I don't know. You guys don't like game script. Uh, well, well, Dan doesn't. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm, I'm, it's the word is overused. It's the kind of like, <laughs> it's just one of word, the word, the phrase. It just happens to, like, I get irked when it gets used out of context. Where right. stuff like, uh, I saw somebody uh, in DFS, you play DFS uh, there, Kenny. Uh, people use fade. Yeah. Like, when you fade someone, you're not playing them. That is At fading all, right. someone. Right. When, don't when don't hit. Say, oh, when I fade, when I'm fading him, I'm saying I'm not. I'm playing less than the field. No, that's playing less than the field. You can't use right. a word incorrect, right. and that's game script. People just use it incorrectly, and it's used too much, and it gets on my nerves, Kenny. Oh, that's I understand, it. brother. I, I understand. I, I get off of uh, actually uh, Bruce Ellington for Detroit. He's been getting seven seven targets every week. If he plays, he's going to be he's going to be low, low on, but he'll, he'll definitely get volume, especially if they get uh, depending on how the game goes there. The Rams, all over those guys. You guys can pair those guys any way you want to as well. Uh, Kelsey might might be might be sneaky this week. Everybody's going to be over Tyreek Hill because of Hunt being out. But uh, I hear nobody talking about Kelsey here. The guy Lacoste, that's the guy from uh, from Denver, correct? The tight end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can have a little bit of him. Defenses. Green Bay, of course. Got Tennessee, Atlanta, and. Uh, Maybe the Giants a little bit, maybe. So, all right, so that's all I got. You guys have a good weekend and good luck. Let's win some money. That sounds good to me, Kenny. I'm, I'm always on board to do just that. Uh, appreciate the phone call uh, there, and uh, we'll talk to you next weekend as we roll on here on Fantasy Sports Today. Have a few more games to get to. Uh, appreciate the phone calls, and if anybody else is out there, the phone lines will be open for the next seven minutes or so, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Find us on Twitter as well, at FNTSY Radio. Let's uh, roll along here, get to a few more games. Uh, Jets, Titans up next. Minus eight for Tennessee. This is a, a Tennessee offense that has found its stride a bit. Corey Davis could have some uh, big upside here. I know the Jets defense has been okay on the year. Um, live line is, yeah, four and a half and minus eight and a half. Uh, sorry, minus eight uh, for the spread. Uh, any pieces here for you, George? This is sort of right in the wheelhouse of maybe some playable plays. Maybe if you have some injuries, you're looking to some of the pieces here. Um, what do you got overall? Who are some of the pieces here that you might think about starting? Ugh. Another game really not all that interested in. Because you mean, I mean, I guess there's some guys who are on the border here. Uh, McCallum looks like he's going to start for the Jets. And uh, Sam Donald will be in next week. I mean, yay. You're not starting Numa. You're not starting Anderson. Uh, Tennessee has a decent defense. Didn't show up against Houston the other night, but it's a decent defense. The run game for the Jets has really been blah now over the past couple of weeks. Correll is still the guy there. McGuire, if you're desperate. Uh, Herndon is probably the guy I'm interested in most on the Jets. You know, I think once again, I think he could be a starting tight end for you, especially if you lost uh, a Jack Doyle. If you lost, if you start Hewerman for some reason, you don't have him. If you don't trust Jimmy Graham with the broken thumb, I can see Herndon being in there uh, as a possible start for you tomorrow. Uh, I can say the same thing about Janu Smith for uh, Tennessee uh, as possibly being in there. Mariota is actually, as far as completion percentage is concerned, has been decent. Actually, he's been good. He's just he's not getting points. That's the problem here. Corey Davis, is this the week he shows up? Massively inconsistent all year long. And I'm not starting Mariota, by the way, in any leagues. Davis maybe is a wide receiver four. Depends on what else you have there. And that's it. Deion Lewis, okay. You know, running back two, running back three. Somewhere in that range. Derrick Henry's a no. But the bottom line is, there's nobody in this game that I'm like, oh, surefire, he's the guy I'm starting here. You know, a guy I want to watch play. Yeah, it's, it's not. There's a whole bunch of guys that the 
really depends on what else you have. Or maybe it's because they're low ceilings. You know, not much chance for a big game here. That's the way I keep looking at this over and over again. I may be most excited, as Kenny actually just, just mentioned, but maybe start with Tennessee DST. That could be fun. That could be a fun one here. I think that's a good call. And I think this Jets offense is just wretched right now. So um, it makes me almost want to vomit when I watch them play. And uh, I have to watch them every week. So uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sick feeling here uh, on my side of the fence. I don't have much interest in this game outside of being a Jets fan. I think Corey Davis, as I said, as a, a, a high upside flyer from a wide receiver perspective. I keep saying flyer. I'm using that word incorrectly. Wide receiver play here at a cheaper price point. Uh, let's go on to a game that probably has more pieces that we want to discuss. We've already hit on uh, the major point of Spencer Ware. You heard Kenny talking about uh, you know Tyree Kill or going to Kelsey. Uh, you have uh, some other wide receivers that might be in the mix here. Intriguing to see what the Chiefs do with where and how, in fact, they play them. But Chiefs Raiders, uh, another gigantic uh, spread in this one as the Raiders are one of the worst franchises uh, in all of NFL. Uh, but here they are at uh, was it minus fourteen? Is last I saw, I believe. Let's see if I can I think find. It's gone up. Has it? Uh, where is there? It is fifteen. Yeah, minus 15 and a half now. Um, wow, that's the books are spread out on this because I one I have as a live odd at minus 14. And here's minus 15 and a half on the live odds I'm looking at. Uh, 55 over under and implied total of 35.25 for the Chiefs, 19.75 for the Raiders. I, listen, again, uh, I'll, I'll take George's line here. If you have Chiefs, you're playing them. Uh, but what else do you have in this game? Uh, you know, another interesting question came out of this about the uh, – about the Kareem Hunt situation, but didn't uh, specifically involve Hunt. We are somebody. Once again, this is a Slack channel for Roto experts. So if anybody ever has uh, wants to ask a question, you can find me there, Scott Angle, uh, several others. But somebody brought uh, brought this up. They want to know what if we thought this was a dirty pool uh, in a league. Somebody who's out of it. It's not a keeper league. Not a dynasty league. This, this there was no advantage what's to what what forever. But they blew. All their fab and picked up Spencer Ware, and they got him. Even though they're they're not in playoff contention, and I said they can't they can't do it. There's nothing they're playing for. Is this dirty pool? Is this unethical, Dan? Oh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I I listen. I I look at it like this. A. <laughs> I, I like to play in leagues where once a team is mathematically eliminated, and as yeah, I said, it's not. The, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing to play for. It's not a, not a dynasty league, not a keeper league, nothing like that. There's no no advantage to moving up in the standings from ninth to eighth to seventh. Right. Some leagues there are. In my home league, there is. You can move up in your draft standings. That's how it's determined. So uh, therefore, that it's, this would be fine. But there's no advantage once a team is mathematically eliminated. Their roster is frozen. You can't you can't make a trade. You can't make any up moves because the there's no point to it. I mean, I can understand maybe the, you, you want to play with some pride. You want to move up a spot in the stands. Well, here's, make you here's feel the better. one thing. Here's the one thing that I would say. The problem I have is that, say we're in week 12 or week 11, right? And the team's 0-9, 0-10, whatever it might be. That doesn't make mathematical sense, but fine. They're 1-10 in, in week 12. At that point, they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, right? They're, they're not making the playoffs, but... They're still playing other teams who are going for the playoffs. And I don't want to lock someone's roster and make them not make moves 
because that influences the rest of the standings. And that's where I think you make the point. It's all about the leagues you're in, right? It's all about knowing your co-owners and making sure you're in a competitive league. But I, that's where I fear locking a, a roster. It's a valid point. It's an absolute valid point. You're right. It does affect some things. Probably somebody's going to play six more games against somebody, against other players. So I I do get that. But uh, it it depends on what you want here. Do you want people picking up players for no reason? In this case, they took somebody got wear. Someone that really can't use them. I get it. It's fun. Back after this, Fantasy Sports Today will close it out. Top of the hour, college football today. Stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Sean Engel, you're my favorite. I can't hear this song without doing the dance they do on stage, George. Like, they're just sort of flopping around like a Muppet. Yep, uh, good good stuff. Uh, we watched this uh, the day after uh, Thanksgiving. We got that immediately on, on, on the old television for the kids to enjoy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, check it out. It's, it's like 25 minutes. It's really, uh, it was a made-for-TV uh, cartoon from uh, long ago, but a good watch when it comes to the holiday season. Uh, teaches us all about capitalism, which is all you can expect from a uh, Christmas. Not a kid, a kid. It was. A, it's a great movie. Uh, let's uh, close out these games, George. We have a couple more to get to uh, in the four o'clock hour. Uh, Vikings, Pats, 49ers, Seahawks. Uh, with the Patriots and Vikings, we've talked about Gronkowski a bit already. This is a, an intriguing. NFL matchup. I, I think that there's some definite upside for the offense for the Vikings. Uh, I do think that if uh, you have a Cousins uh, quarterback game here, it could be high upside. Uh, but what do you make of it? Pats are at eight and three. Vikings six four and one. They're trying to find their way into the playoffs. Uh, what do you think this one breaks down as? Well, listen. I mean, Brady has not looked good of late. He uh, he has not. Uh, he has trouble with the deep ball. Now he doesn't have a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of power behind those throws anymore, so I wonder if teams are seeing that now and not worried about the deep ball as much. And once again, everybody plays closer to the line of scrimmage here. I think this hurts the offense somewhat. Uh, Brady's not in my top 12. Minnesota's a good pass defense there. I don't have him as a starting quarter. As a QB1 tomorrow, I just don't. As for the run game, oh, Burkhead's back. Great. As if we didn't have enough uh, problems here trying to figure out who to start here. I do think Burkhead hurts James White more than Sony Michelle, so I'm still starting Michelle. White, Burkhead... I think it becomes a good luck sort of thing. They both sort of do the same thing. What if Burkhead's the goal line guy, which you've seen at times here? So uh, I'm worried here. Uh, Gronk, we, we said it. You probably have to start him here, even though I think he's still got problems. The pass game, Edelman's my favorite there over uh, Josh Gordon. And I'm not big on Gordon. I think he's a wide receiver three uh, tomorrow. I just there's nobody I'm in love with here. They have good pieces, good name pieces that we know here. But I think they're going to struggle tomorrow against Minnesota. 
As for the Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook, hopefully uh, you're starting him. I don't any doubt you, you're starting him. Hopefully he becomes a Dalvin Cook we, uh, we drafted him for. Kirk Cousins is in my top 12. I think he's going to be able to pass the ball somewhat successfully. I think New England's kind of, yeah, kind of an old and slow team. So I think yep. he'll have his options. Of course you're starting Thielen. I said right now I'm starting Diggs. We'll see what happens. We'll be here tomorrow if uh, that changes there. I'd rather not start Rudolph. You know, sure. uh, it's just – it's. It's been a, a terrible year for him. Uh, I just, you know, it's funny. I said Rudolph in my head. The first thing that goes through my head is people complaining about uh, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, the, the cartoon, <laughs> the old thing. People saying that that's racist now. God, people get over it. I, I mean, uh, it's you. You do need those. All of those movies from the fifties and sixties, like the claymation ones, you can watch with a very different eye than you, when you were a kid. Like there, there are things that happen, and you're like, wait a second. Like, what, what's going on here? What, what's happening? You know, once again, you and I are about the, uh, of the same age. I have old Tom and Jerry cartoons. I, on oh, TV. sure. Uh, and uh, if uh, actually there's a, th- a disclaimer from Whoopi Goldberg saying that the, these reviews fl- reflect the, t- uh, the times of that time or the views yep. of that time, and to t- uh, sort of take it with a grain of salt there, because yeah, it, they some of them are racist. They absolutely are. It's just uh, how things were back 60 years ago. It's still funny. Uh, they still make me laugh, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to see a, a mouse beat up a cat? Right. Uh, Woody Woodpecker is pretty much the same thing. I was a big Woody, Wood, Wood, big Woody Woodpecker fan. So, um, yeah, and I still watch the cartoons, folks. Okay, I don't care. Leave me alone. Oh, come on. Uh, Absolutely. They're funny. Make me laugh. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so Kyle Rudolph, I, I don't want to start here. I, I really don't. Uh, but, once again, I don't know if you can do better. Tight end's been a... Uh, been a tire fire, dumpster fire this year. It's been, it's been a wreck of a position here. So Rudolph, I'd like to stay away from. All right, let's uh, move on here just to get uh, the final of the four o'clocks in. Uh, we can touch quickly on the two primetime games as well before we close out the show. College football today, top of the hour. Uh, 49ers, Seahawks here. And uh, the Seahawks are trying to make me look bad. They're six and five. Have a matchup here with the 49ers. Look like they should go to seven and five. I'm still holding out hope of the under nine wins. Uh, it was nine and a half wins, I think, is what I said at uh, uh, first show of the season. Uh, 49ers, terrible football team. Uh, you do have Mullins here, uh, who is uh, playing okay for a backup quarterback. I know they're uh, going to keep him rolling uh, for the foreseeable future. From last I saw, uh, Russell Wilson having a very fine season for Seattle. You do have a bit of a three-headed monster from a running back perspective. What do you play here? We talked about Baldwin at the top. Uh, I think George Kittle is a must here, uh, but what do you got here as a uh, breakdown between these two teams? Well, for San Fran, it's easy. Kittle and uh, Breda, right? That's it. I mean, there's, there's nothing else there. Goodwin's probably not going to play again. I don't know if you're going with him. Even if he does. So, uh, I think Mullins, I think the clock has struck midnight on him. I think it struck midnight about two weeks ago. So, he had the one big game versus Oakland, and it's been pretty terrible ever since. So you're certainly not going with him. So Breda Kittle there. For Seattle, we, we talked about this earlier. I'm starting Wilson. Even if this game's a blowout, I think Wilson gets his points early enough where you'll be okay. Uh, um, I'd, I'd rather not start Baldwin. Even if he plays, I don't want to start him here. I, I do like David Moore. I do like Tyler Lockett. Once again, you're talking wide receiver three, wide receiver four guys here. But I prefer them over you know a Baldwin wide receiver two. I just don't trust Baldwin, bottom line. Uh, the only running back I'm going to start here is Chris Carson. I'm not uh, Davis, Penny, no thank you. And there's nobody here as far as the tight end here. I think, like I said, I do think this game's uh, an easy win for uh, Seattle. I think Scott Engel picked the right game to go to. Hope he has a great time there. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, when I do shows with Scott, I, I like to get on Scott's nerves. And uh, 
I can't imagine get on, why. You know, I mean, what? What? There's two ways. There's two ways to get on Scott Engel's nerves during a show. One, he hates cliches. He hates them. So, I mean, I've done a show where I've, I've written down cliches beforehand. Ten of them. I guess I'm, I'm going to use all these cliches during the show just to, just to annoy the crap out of them. It's the kind of guy I am. Once I find something that annoys you, I'll, I'll do it. And the other way with Scott is Scott generally has a script of how he wants a show to run. And I'll do everything I can to go off script. I'll talk about everything else but what's on that script. You know, just to get under his goat. I remember I did a show once with Tony Sincotta and Scott. And Tony and I each had a whole bunch of cliches. Oh, sure. And we said, yeah. we told each other, we're going to talk about everything else but what Scott wants to talk about. We'll talk about you know, how our day is, raking leaves, shoveling snow, anything. But what's good? It's fun. It's all it's all meant in good fun, but it, it's fun. But he, uh, he doesn't like cliches, doesn't like scripts. And now I know what you don't like. <laughs> you don't like people use words. This is what I'm thinking about when you talk about Kenny. You don't like when people are using the wrong terms in the wrong way. Nice. Nice. I had a college roommate, George. I had a college roommate who was a smart guy. Like, he was smart, but he wasn't intellectual to make the distinction between the two. And he would use words, big words, intentionally to try to sound smarter than he was that didn't mean that. To the point where, like, I'd let it go and let it go. And then I'd finally be like, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. You need to stop saying that that way. Please stop. Like, it's the Princess Bride scene. Inconceivable. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. That Like, stop it. Just stop it, man. You're not. Stop. Just stop. Anyway, let's continue on. Oh my God. That gets me riled up so much. Anyway, we have. This is uh, great. Uh, Steelers. Uh, sorry. Steelers charges in our night game. Redskins, Eagles. Quick takes here from you. Um. This should be a good game for for Philip Rivers. Uh, seems like a good spot. It does seem like Antonio Brown has disappeared a bit. James Conner has disappeared a bit. Ben Roethlisberger has uh, taken a step back for the seven three and one Steelers. Uh, are you still on uh, that train offensively? Maybe more from a DFS perspective that they have the highest upside, or do you see some uh, some breaks in the chains there a little bit as we head down the the stretch of uh, the NFL season? Oh, yeah, you look at the Steelers. I mean, we are. Uh, I criticized the Giants for their game planning, you know, where they went away from Barkley, didn't throw the ball to Beckham in the second half of last week. What the hell are the Steelers doing with James Conner? All of a sudden, he's not getting carries at the goal line. One in the past, uh, I think it was two or three weeks. And they've had plenty of opportunities, but they're not using him there, even though he was so successful earlier in the year. Uh, two, Ben, maybe you just want to shut the hell up. I mean, his teammates must hate him, they just have to hate him. Uh, well, I think I've been around this team long enough where I can say what I want to say. You know, he, he blames the interceptions on every, it's everybody else's fault for these interceptions. They're not his. You know, he actually, uh, the, the last, the one that caused the Denver game, he pretty much blamed it because uh, his, the guy got blocked. Oh, I didn't expect him to get blocked that well. Well, you know what, Ben? Granted, the guy probably, it was probably a miracle he was where he was. It was a defensive line that picked it off. But the linebacker behind him, he was going to intercept it too. Because that's how bad a throw that was. Rollinsburg, I mean, like I said, he's, oh, can't stand this guy. That being yep. said, pretty good, uh, pretty good fantasy quarterback. Uh, maybe home cooking gets things back here. But I think right now, Pittsburgh, I don't want to say they're on the precipice of a disaster here because you're still in first place in the division. But like I said, not using James Conner the way he should be used, that was strange. Ever since, ever since Bell announced that, you know, he's not coming back, he's gone for the year, they haven't used Conner the same way. I just don't get it. You know, been weird all around there. Ben's throwing a, a, a truckload of interceptions. Okay? And some of them have been called back. They've gotten lucky on defensive penalties. But he's throwing a lot of interceptions here. It's just strange. I mean, really just strange what's going on there. So I wonder if another loss sort of pushes this team over the edge here. That being said, they're at home. It's against Los Angeles. It's 
Yeah, it's it's interesting here. You're starting Connie, you're starting Ben, you're starting uh, Antonio Brown, you're starting Smith Schuster. Pretty easy. Uh, the tight ends are always a guessing game with McDonald and uh, Jesse James. I always I prefer McDonald over James if I have the choice, but I don't say that with the whole truckload of confidence there. I don't. Eagler's in for Gordon here. He'll start for me. I don't think it's the greatest matchup for him, but he starts there. Rivers is bottom of my top 12 as far as quarterbacks, but I think he'll be okay. Keenan Allen's really the only receiver I trust. Really, It's really that simple for me uh, in this game. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, sort of a good luck pick. Which guy gets to catch the touchdown here. And Antonio Gates I'm going to pass on. Washington, Philadelphia on Monday night. Really very little I, wanted, I want to do at Washington. Uh, Colt McCoy is what he is. You know, you're certainly not starting him. They don't have any receivers. I know uh, maybe Crowder returns. Yay. I don't know if I care even against that secondary. But uh, if I'm playing a Monday night DFS, sure, I'll go with Crowder against that secondary. But other than that, I, don't, I can't put him in my uh, draft lineup here. Can't do it. I do like Jordan Reed a whole bunch, though. I think McCoy, unlike Alex Smith, uses Reed. I don't know why Alex Smith never did. Uh, Adrian Peterson has done nothing of late, and it's not really all his fault. Uh, the offensive line's in shambles, and I don't think that changes much. Monday night. Uh, if he's in your lineup, it's really as a flex and hope and pray that he gets it to the end zone. Because I don't think the yardage is going to be there. Philadelphia, uh, it's funny. He's watched at the trade deadline. They trade for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. They were doing well on pass defense. Been terrible since, whatever that means. So I'm not afraid to start Wentz. Not really big on any of the wide receivers. You know, Jeffrey, yep. Tate. I don't know what's going on with Tate not being able to learn this offense. Strange. I guess sooner or later he'll break out. Maybe it's this game. Maybe it's next week against Dallas. But uh, really hard. It's. You're starting at your own risk. That's really what it comes down to. You're starting him at your own risk. Hard to trust him. Jeffrey is the one wide receiver I I probably have somewhat confidence in, but not a lot. Ertz is a must start. Josh Adams. I hated that the offensive coordinator came out this week and said that, hey, we're still running back by committee. Hated that. Yep. Uh, Adams is the guy you want, though, there. All right, let's uh, close it out with uh, some last looks at uh, some wagers and some DFS plays. Overall, you already uh, said you had it with uh, Dame, but what are some of your favorite picks uh, wager-wise this week in the NFL? Yeah, there are five games I like this week in the uh, in the NFL as far as straight-up uh, betting here. I think it's going to be a, a fun week. Uh, Indianapolis minus four with Jacksonville. I, I love that. I think Jacksonville's team turmoil here. Uh, I think Dane and I both were on this game, by the way. So Indianapolis minus four against Jacksonville. I like Carolina minus four over uh, Tampa Bay. I do get a little worried with these two games that it's divisional games. You still, sometimes yep. you never know how these games can go because it's a big rivalry. But it comes down to that I just – I can't see Carolina losing three straight. they got to win this game to get back in the playoff hunt here. So uh, I'm going Carolina minus four over uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, I uh, said earlier I like Atlanta minus point and a half. Lamar Jackson's first road game. I think Atlanta uh, will pull this out here. Uh, and I like um, uh, the Rams. Uh, that's the only big paw points I'm willing to lay this week. Ten and a half against Detroit. I think Detroit's just a, a team that's just waiting for the season to end now. There's too many injuries, too many things going wrong here. And I mentioned uh, Dane liked uh, Denver minus, minus five over Cincinnati a lot. And the more and more I look at it, the more I kind of like that too. Uh, if I was taking five games, that would have been my fifth. Very good, and some quick thoughts here, DFS-wise. Uh, I've mentioned Andrew Luck a couple of times over. I think he's in a, a prime spot here, a good price point on DraftKings at 5800 I think uh, you could have some upside with Lamar Jackson. I agree that uh, it might be a struggle on the passing front, but he could have a, a very safe floor for cash games. Uh, price tag has jumped up to 5900 uh, Beyond that, you, you have Cam Newton uh, at 6600 as a, a giant upside play, and I throw Russell Wilson into the mix as well. What do you got here from a quarterback perspective? Uh, George. 
Yeah, we talked about it earlier. I think Cam's probably maybe a number one go quarterback this week. I think he's gonna have a monster uh, monster game. So I think he'll be great. Uh, Jameis Winston, a guy I've been on pretty much all year long, and I will continue to be uh, on him. I think he's uh, a good play as well. So those will be my quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, you said it earlier. I'm on him as well. Uh, are you back to Patrick Mahomes this week? Are you back to playing Mahomes and Gurley being there back on this main slate? No. Gurley would be yes. I think he'll do well. Mahomes, I'm going to say no, only because, well, you know, Hunt's out. Watkins not going to play. You know, maybe it's the team is taken a little off guard by what's going on here. You know, this, happens, remember, this only happened yesterday. So I'm going to stay away from that for that reason. That being said, I don't hate it. You know, I don't. home, But uh, I think I'll save at least the – if I go down to camps, I'm saving a grand DraftKings. You know, 7,600 to 6,600. So I don't think Mahomes is an automatic for me here. But that being said, if I'm playing 10 lineups, he'll be in two or three of them. All right. Uh, what about some uh, skill position players, running backs, wide receivers? Who are some of your favorite plays? Uh, I said, Gurley, he'll be back in my lap. Sort of no choice there. And if I didn't want to pay for Gurley, I'm probably going to have to pay for McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't think I have a choice there. I won't. Be, I won't be paying for Barkley. I'm not going to pay up this week. Uh, I just don't. I, I just don't like the matchup here. Uh, Aaron Jones, 6700, kind of like him this week, as I think he gets it to the end zone. Um, I did like Matt Breeder at one point, 5800. But I'm wondering uh, how much running they're going to do. He's a lot of his value in the second half is probably going to have to come from catching balls, which granted they might. But that worries me somewhat. Lindsay, we already talked about 5,400. Spencer Ware, of course, we know. Uh, as you already mentioned, everybody and their mother is going to have him in their lineup, which, uh, once again, I get it, and you sort of don't have a choice there. Those are other guys I'm looking at. I think uh, some great names there. I'll reiterate, love Beckham Jr. this week as a hopefully low-owned GPP play. Uh, I think Cooks and Woods make tons of sense on the wide receiver front. I'll have a bunch of McCaffrey, Jones. Uh, Gurley will be in some lineups, but it's going to be McCaffrey, Jones, and LeGarrette Blunt for me as a punt play. I think Nick Chubb uh, is in the mix as a, in the mid-tier as well. Tight end, I <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play some Cameron Brait and hope for the best. Hope there's a touchdown in there. I think George Kittle is a great play as well at 5900 but that's a, a hefty price tag to pay for a tight end if you have a little How bit about of eric ebron? you're right ebron 4200 doesn't cover the tight ends well they don't you're right you're right that's a good call but Cam- and i have to get over but my Cam- bias. cameron braid at 3700 i think he's a great play too he seems to catch a touchdown every damn game with uh with Jameis. Yeah, I just uh, built while we're uh, doing a show where I have uh, a, a pretty balanced lineup, which I like uh, with Luck at the top, and it has Brait and even has Godwin in there with Sean Jackson out. So I think Godwin at wide receiver could have some upside here. Uh, so could Adam Humphreys, uh, obviously, with this Tampa Bay offense against Carolina. As always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We are here every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. talking uh, each and every week of the NFL. We'll roll on through December doing just that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Of course, it's at George Kurtz and at Dan Sharp as well. Coming up next, college football today. You'll want to stay tuned for that from 10 to 1. Uh, they will have you covered for championship day. Obviously, a big day in college football getting ready for the college football playoffs. For George, Dan Stravert saying so long. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy week 13. We'll be back with you next week right here on Fantasy Sports Today.